Hey everybody, Coach here. How you guys doing? Man, I hope uh, I hope by the time you're listening to this, everything is clicking along for you and that you're uh, starting to head towards spring just a little bit, at least in your thoughts. Maybe you got something coming up this spring or this year that is going to call upon you to get the job done correctly when it comes to a landscape project. Well, you know something? I'm stepping up for you right here and now. This week, I'm gonna help you out with some of those steps, and I'm gonna help you out with the processes that I used to take in order to have customers' landscape projects smooth as butter from start to finish. And you know something? That is what I did for many years. So I'm kind of letting you in on the insider secrets, so to speak. Hey, you know, uh, pros like myself are used to charging many, many, many dollars in order to consult and give you this kind of information. So I hope you're appreciative. I hope if you get something like this that you join me over on the YouTube channel and check out the Maestro's Magic and how she puts things together every week for the YouTube video. And then if you're taking me along, I appreciate that as well. If this episode raises some questions in your head, you can always feel free to email me. You know, I get back to everybody that does email me and you can reach me at youryardcoach at gmail.com. All right, are you ready? Let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Matt, you can call me coach. Every Friday I bring with me landscape DIY education, concepts and theories, ideas and solutions so you guys can go out and tackle a landscape project yourself, get professional results, save a whole lot of money in the process and in this day and age be a lot more self-reliant. Man, after a 20 plus year career in the green industry, I'm bringing with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I wanna share with you guys, the new, modern, educated, self-reliant homeowner of today. So, I'm gonna make a couple of assumptions. I'm just gonna go out on a limb here without a saw, and I'm just gonna make an assumption that you are considering, you or somebody in your household is considering redoing the front yard or redoing the backyard or redoing the whole thing or hey maybe you're stepping up and you're walking into your brand new home that doesn't have anything out back or in the front so you're taking a look at it how long you've been there have you been there at least one season if you've been there at least one season then you have kind of been able to put some thoughts in your head as far as some of the steps we're gonna cover here in just a minute. It is, it is a big frog to swallow. It really is. Some people are cut out for it. Some people are not. Some people are cut out for it and just don't know it. You know, for those who just wanna step up and write a check to a professional and have it done, hey, bless you guys. You know, keep the landscape industry churning. You know, I was very, very blessed over the many, many years of some great, great customers that I served yeah, there was a couple jackasses out there too, but you know, for the for the most part, 90 plus percent, they're all great people. They really were. They're easy to work with and work for. So, depending on how much you will tackle yourself, I'm going to bring you in on the last two decades of my life and how I applied these steps and these thoughts in a couple different ways. Oftentimes, it was through conversation with a potential customer. You are now going to be your own customer in this. So you're going to be doing some, uh, you got a little homework coming along with this episode. Not hard stuff, just thinking stuff and communication stuff. Okay, so you're thinking about stepping up to the plate. You're thinking about a project for yourself and you know that by doing it yourself, 
you're going to cut the cost of a landscape project by 50% or more. You know, so what these steps, what these steps I'm bringing you in on, these are ones that you have to be brutally honest with yourself and with your significant, okay? Now, a lot of times I have seen folks literally standing at their front door with a cup of coffee in their hand, or they're standing at the patio slider looking out in that backyard, and they're kind of thinking, man, how can I do this myself? I really can't afford a landscape contractor to do this. I just don't have 20, 30, 40, $50,000 sitting around. I really don't. Well, you can do this yourself. And by the end of the journey, I'll tell you what, you'll have at least, at least a smidgen of all the processes or processes, depending where you're from, of what it takes to get these suckers underway successfully, keep the head of steam that you need to go all the way across the finish line, and then clap your hands and look back on what you've accomplished. So, you've kind of decided that you're going to do it yourself and you have somewhat of a game plan in your head. You know, I'm going to assume that you have never taken on a project of this magnitude. So, kudos for doing it. But you tell yourself, hey, you know, I've watched YouTube. I've watched HGTV. I know, I know what those guys do out there. I can, I can do this. And having that kind of self-confidence is exactly what I will call upon as we go through this questionnaire and we also get that project underway. Maybe you go to the bank account or you look at the equity in your home or however you're going to fund this thing and you say, hey, I got a few thousand dollars I can spend. I can throw at this. I'm good to go, right? This is, this is where I'd love for you to pump your brakes and I'd like you to just come down a little bit, make a date with your significant, whether it be at home, preferably without the kids, preferably one-on-one, -on -one, because all projects start in our head. And it's one thing for you to have an idea in your head. It's a whole nother thing that might be existing in your significance head. And what you need to do is you need it to get out of both your brains and then put out in front of you where you can massage it and flex it and twist it and change it and make it into something where everybody's happy. Oftentimes those ideas, they can mull around in there for, <laughs> I've seen some people take minutes literally and they go out and start hacking and <laughs> making a mess. Uh, hours, days, months, and I've even seen people take years to actually decide to bring the idea to fruition. But before you go any further, I'd like you to open up notes on your phone or on your computer, whatever you have, even a piece of binder paper, I don't care. And I want you to start a, I want you to start a note-taking process and write down the question, write down the question and then answer it yourself. And if you have a significant that you guys are doing this as a team, thank goodness, I'd like him or her to do the exact same thing. Then when we get together, yeah, let's compare notes, shall we? All right, here's what I would like you to ask yourself before you ever consider putting a shovel in the ground, okay? Number one, let's say uh, we've identified whether it's gonna be the back or the front yard. Which direction does that yard face? North 
south, east, or west. Okay? Just write the answer down. Number two, what function or functions will the new landscape perform for me or us? Okay? Write that answer down. Write the question down and write your answer down. Number three, what is my or our lifestyle and how does the landscape blend with it? To expand on that just a little bit, here's why. Do you want to have something that you are going to have to tend to a couple, three times a week because you got a lot of deadheading, a lot of flowers, mowing and blowing and harvesting and planting and fertilizing and cleaning and you know what I mean? And yet you pulling down 60 plus hours a week at work and maybe you're running a brand new business. <laughs> I've been there and you're working six, six and a half days a week. Do you have the time to do a landscape that requires a lot of attention? Or do you need a landscape that is going to be a heck of a lot more self-sustaining and taking care of itself a little bit, at least in the phase of life where you're at now? Okay, so it's something to consider. Number four, what experience do you have with projects like this? Put it on a scale of one to 10. 10, you're a freaking expert. You probably shouldn't even be listening to the podcast. Or one or 0.5, you don't know... Uh, petunia from a pansy you don't know a square shovel from a pick type of thing okay so write that question down and give yourself a grade number five what help can i garner to lighten the load of this project a little bit now a couple ways to answer this question private help circle of influence family and friends okay or professional help hence couple of the steps that you're going to answer here in a minute. So answer that question. Number six, what tools do I have to start? What tools do I have to complete the project? Is this something that is really small where a little garden trowel is going to get it done? Or is this something that you need to expand on your hand tools and resource some power tools in order to get the job done? Number seven, lucky number seven. What is our budget? What is our budget on this thing? You have $500 or do you have $50,000 or somewhere in between? What is realistic? The one thing that I used to tell my clients when I sat down with them at the kitchen table on a design consultation is do you have a realistic budget in mind? And they would say, yes, absolutely we do. And then I said, okay, well, tell me some of your wants and needs. And they would start rattling off their, their wish list. And by the time we were done with the wish list, then I would pick up my paper and I would generally turn to it and I would say, but you say you have a budget of $5,000. Okay, all the, all the wants and needs here is $25,000 for a professional job. So we need to realign a couple of things. We need to either pare down our wants and our needs, or we need to pair up our budget, one or the other. The two, you, you can't have both. You can't have a wants and needs and wish list that's $100,000 deep, and yet you only got five grand to spend. So let's be realistic, okay? So what is your budget? Write that number down. Remember, you're not sharing that with your other just yet. This is just for you. 
and we're gonna compare notes. Do my wants and needs match up with that realistic budget? That's number eight. Because by the time you take and flip your paper around and show your significant, and they go, what do you mean we have 15 grand? And she goes, oh, we only have five grand. Okay, there's a disparity there, okay? So things have to be congruent. Number nine, what time frame am I hoping to start and successfully finish the project? How much time do you think it's gonna take? Number 10, is this just my idea or is everybody on board with this project according to my personal idea? Have you shared it? And they kind of went, well, we really don't, or you know what, we really need to have, you know, that's not congruency yet, okay? That's discussion. And hopefully it never gets beyond just discussion and compromise. Number 11, do I plan on doing this on weekends or taking a couple weeks off and starting the project? How are you planning on approaching it? Maybe it'll be a blend of both. You know, it all depends. And number 12, what elements do I want in the new landscape and how does this match up with the functionality? So do you want something like a vegetable garden? Vegetable gardens tend to be kind of high maintenance during the growing season, and yet you want one, but you don't have some of the things that might help you take care of that vegetable garden because you're pulling down 70 hours a week. We might be able to get you the vegetable garden, but we might have to do some things in the landscape that allows you a little bit of breathing room as far as time. Number 13, will I be here in this house three, five, 10 years from now? And how will that affect what level of makeover will I do? Very super important. Are you just moving into your forever house? Gonna raise the kids? Gonna send them off to college? Gonna have your 25 year wedding anniversary in this house, you know what I mean? Or is this something that uh, the job moved you here, you know you've got about three to five and then they're gonna move you somewhere else because you're moving up. You're becoming more successful with more responsibility and they're taking you from Tallahassee, Florida and they're putting you in Seattle, Washington, okay? So make sure that you kind of have a time frame of when you think you're gonna be there. Most people generally do. I know I did when I was younger. I knew my first house, I knew I wasn't gonna be there forever and turned out to be right around two years. Finally, number 14, where am I on the yard maintenance scale? Okay, are you a one? Again, which end of the shovel works? Okay, or are you a 10? And like I said, if you're a 10, you could probably teach me. So these are just a small selection of things that I used to ask when consulting with folks when I was hired as a designer or a contractor, okay? And you can see it's just a little bit more thinking that goes in behind it before you get out there and start ripping and tearing. And I would really, really like you, and most people have a hard time with this, be brutally honest with yourself when you answer those questions. Now let's turn to another deciding factor. And boy, have I seen this on a lot of epic fails in my career. And what is it? It's your heart. That's right, your heart, two phases of your heart. The one that beats in your chest, and although your health is very, very important, plays a huge important role in the beginning of an endeavor like this, but the other part of your heart I speak more to is the dedication, commitment, inspiration, etc. The fortitude to start, and certainly once you start, and more importantly, 
complete the project and get over that finish line where you can look back and you go, hey, you know something? That turned out pretty good. I like that. Look what I did. Look what we did. Look what we have accomplished. There's been dozens of landscapes over the years that folks that I have come to know have started and they thought they could do it themselves, only become very disillusioned, angry, or worse, for God's sakes, even a couple of them got injured as a result of trying and realizing they could not do this work. And it wasn't that they couldn't do it, they really just didn't plan it out. They didn't follow professional steps that allows the process to be almost self-guiding, especially once you've done it several, several times. You almost instinctually know what the next step is going to be. You know, one of the things I might suggest, and this is a real soft sell, but you might want to check out the website, youryardcoach.com, and just check out the inexpensive ebook that we sell. And if you really want to go big or go home, look into the Homescape 1.0, the digital course that'll take you from start to finish, much, much deeper than what I'm talking about right here. You know, yes, it's an investment. Of course it's an investment. I mean, I didn't make it just to give it away. Although I do give away that 15-stepper. You might want to check that out when you're over there. But it basically is education. And consider this. Whatever work that you do, whatever your 9 to 5 is, I'll bet you you were trained to do it. I'll bet you you got educated before you got hired. Or you got educated after you got hired. And certainly you've gone through levels of expertise in what you do. And you're able to do your job, probably without direct supervision, and you're able to do it because you educated yourself. And now you're able to function. Well, for God's sakes, why would you take on something like this without getting educated to a certain level? That's what I'd like to offer you there. So if you get a chance, check it out. I think it is an easy read on the ebook. And I think the modules and everything in the digital course take you through, yes, it treats you like a newbie at first, but it takes you right up through uh, the professional level so that you gradually come along from a layman and introduce yourself as a functional project manager by the time you're ready to do the project. So if anything, your landscape project success is, if it's not really apparent, really is grounded in planning, in designing, which I haven't even covered yet, from question number one that I did is site observation, and then go off into things like material resourcing and maybe the occasional professional consultations, you know, something where you need to reach out. You know, I also suggest making sure, and this is so drastically important, making sure that all parties involved in this project are on the same page before you even put a shovel in the ground, before you sign on the dotted line of a, of a HELOC on your home to do this thing, however you're planning to do it. But there's a congruency when it comes to the, the, the functionality of getting this thing underway, the budget, everybody's capabilities, everybody's likes and dislikes, your lifestyle has been examined, and short and long-term goals of the property you currently occupy is paramount to this upcoming landscape success. I share a story in both the book and the course about uh, <laughs> divorce over landscaping. 
which I almost saw one time. It's a very interesting story, let me tell you. I strongly suggest, and this again, covered in the book and the course, strongly ask you to draw up a good, accurate, rudimentary sketch and ask a learned nursery professional, maybe in your area, for advice on plant selection, irrigation needs, and soil amending. Again, you're taking those steps to educate yourself so that knowledge becomes your power to do the project yourself. But you know something? Let me, let me implore you, and I know I've said this in other videos and on other episodes of the podcast, is don't exploit, okay? Do not exploit another professional's knowledge and then run off and spend your dollars somewhere else where you saved a dollar per plant. <laughs> off of a perennial. Store A where you had Sally who was a great learned nursery professional and she gave you 45 minutes of her day walking you around the nursery and showing you the plants and the resources that you needed to get this thing off the ground. And then you turn around and go to Walmart or something because you could save $20. You know, wasn't Sally's information that she gave you worth that $20? So maybe the true experts at the mom and pop nursery where Sally works is well worth developing that relationship with because who knows, you know, how many times are you going to go back to Sally and go, hey, Sally, I almost got that thing done. You know, we got most of the plants in and everything. And Sally goes, where'd you get the plants? Oh, yeah, well, we got them on sale over there at Walmart as you scratch the back of your head. Pig, don't be that person, okay? Make sure that if someone is really helping you out, and furthering your knowledge base that you help them out by patronizing that store. Provided that they're selling stuff that obviously looks good and is healthy. They're not peddling crap. Now, when it comes to your tools, what do you got? You got a flex rake that you bought last fall because all the leaves are falling in the neighborhood. You got a hoe for some of the weeds that you were trying to keep under control in that brand new backyard of yours that's now coming up into brand new Weedville and you're trying to keep ahead of it. Is that the extent of your tool repertoire, your tool inventory? You might want to take inventory of that and then source out and locate where you can rent more powerful equipment to do some of the things that a landscape project is going to take. Maybe you're going to need a, a, a chainsaw. Maybe you're going to need a little mini skid steer. Hell, those things are fun. <laughs> I guarantee you, I miss Kanga so much. I really do. But Maybe in your circle of influence, you got family, friends, coworkers. Maybe they'd let you borrow some things while you're, you're getting this thing underway. I'll bet if you look around, you'll find the tools that you need, and maybe you don't have to fork out a heck of a lot of money, except for maybe some rental costs. Also, I'd really like you to examine and set reasonable limitations for your body physically and mentally. You are going to save a, a heck of a lot of money, but I don't want to anybody ever to take on this thing only to turn around and find out that they they put the blade part of a pickaxe into their shin and shattered it i really don't you know so you you kind of have to crawl before you walk and walk before you run okay plus don't stress yourself out over the size and scope of a project the planning and education that we've been talking about here just today will dampen down that stress meter tremendously because you now you know you may not have put the shovel in the ground yet, but you're going to know what you need to do and what is it really going to take. And be patient with yourself. That's the mental side of it. What you think might take a day 
might take three. If you find rebar in that patio you're ripping out, what you thought you could use a 60-pound jackhammer to jack out and get out of there one Saturday morning is now going to take you three Saturdays and occasional cutting of number four rebar out of there. So it's some of those things that you just have to be patient with. Another thing, and I'll just share this with you, some of the things that I used to know my limits about and that I didn't take on because they just weren't in my expertise wheelhouse, here they are, large scale cement finishing. I could form like a son of a gun, I, I, I did, but I did not enjoy, I did not enjoy large scale cement finishing. So like when I was doing our backyard at Weed Patch Ranch, I had my good friend Tony come over and he helped me form up some of it, but then he also brought him and his crew and they did all the pouring and finishing. And we did not wheelbarrow that crap. We had, I think it was 18 yards in one day. Yeah, we pumped that. I spent the $350 and we pumped that because I can't imagine wheelbarrowing 18 cubic yards in place. That's just, that's just not good thinking. It really wasn't. So we worked a lot smarter and not harder in that case. But something else that I never did is I didn't do complicated electrical work. Obviously, I didn't have utility locating devices, so I always 811 that stuff. I wasn't good at fancy masonry work, and I did not build large patio covers made from uh, aluminum and that kind of stuff. I did some patio covers made out of wood back in the day when things like redwood were actually affordable. Yep, I, I built some nice patio covers with that, but I never did the PVC and aluminum and vinyl coated type of patio covers. So let's summarize. Here it is in one paragraph, one paragraph. We are going to plan, we're going to sketch, we're going to resource and locate materials. We're going to inventory the tools that we have and decide on what else we're going to need. We're going to consult with local pros as needed. We are going to allocate our time, and that really comes from dedication and fortitude. We're going to allocate our time. We're going to come at this thing with a team approach. It's not just going to be solo lobo, okay? It is a team approach because other people can support you and vice versa. You have looked at and observed your site for sun and shade exposure, privacy issues, I really suggest that you check out the YouTube channel and do look, look for the one that was uh, all about views. You're going to educate a little prior to launch, which you're doing right now. You're getting a good start on some of the things you need to look at. And finally, guys, you're going to dedicate and commit. Dedicate and commit to this. You can't get out there two hours into it after you've chainsawed the crap out of your yard and going, huh. This is not me. Eh, I've seen it. But if you educate yourself as much as we've talked about here today, I really have all the faith in it that you, you and your significance will be able to take this on with proper manpower allocation and get it done. Hey, you ought to check out the three-part series I did on uh, inspiration, dedication, and commitment when it comes to landscaping. It's where I used to get my stuff all the time. Check it out over on the YouTube channel. So if you would like to have great results 
and not a DIY project that looks like that guy's yard down the, down the street. Do what we professionals do and have done for many, many decades. All of the above stuff that we've already mentioned here. I am sure your chosen profession, you guys, like I've mentioned, has the same marching orders, education and training behind it. Electricians, they just didn't jump off into it. They were apprentice programs and all kinds of stuff that brought them along slowly until they could become a journeyman and do it all on their own. Doctors, you think someone woke up one day and said, I'm gonna go down to the local hospital and apply to be a doctor. Yep, maybe the ER will hire me today. I had some, uh, some high school physiology and I went through a biology class. I know I could do it. <laughs> Hell no. Doctors, bless them, go through, I don't know, 10, 12 years of school and internships and residencies and, and all kinds of specialty training in order to do that before they ever lay a hand on you or me. You know, business owners, just a private business owner. You know, most of the time, if you buy into a franchise, you just don't open the doors one day and gonna be, you're gonna be a Subway sandwich shop owner. No, you gotta go through their training program and their marketing and how they do it and how they put things together. You just don't open it up. So in order to be successful, you gotta think it all the way through. Your house was not built without a plan, a thought behind it, a design, which had been approved by local authorities. So why would you willy-nilly your way through a large landscape project without really thinking it through? I'll tell you one thing, staying within a budget is directly proportionate to how much planning you do and sticking with that plan. Oftentimes, I used to, I used to say it to my clients is, no plan, no budget equals big trouble when it comes to projects like this. And it's where, uh, let's say, less than honest contractors that I knew, and I'm sure are still out there, would do to people. They would sit down with them and go, oh, this is all you want? Hey, no problem, I can get this done for $8,000. And they look at them and they go, only $8,000? Heck yeah, yeah, we can get this done, we'll have this done and knock this out in a couple of weeks. Then they get on board and they start destroying your yard and they go, Oh, hey, I gotta, I gotta ask you for some extra money because you know what you wanted. Yeah, things have gone up since we talked, and instead of eight thousand, it's gonna be eleven thousand. And then as they're getting closer and closer, hey, there isn't those plants that you really wanted. I gotta go a hundred miles to go find these plants. It's gonna cost. And what they do is they, they uptick the price through it, which I used to see, and it's sad, but it does exist, you know. So, hey. The more you have, the more planning and education you have, the closer you're gonna to be to your, your budget and how you're gonna be able to stay within it. So let's look at it right now. Look how much information you got in one podcast episode. I hope you're appreciative of that. Don't forget to go over to the website and look at that free 15 step. It's not only written out for you, but I also have a little podcast audio that goes along with it and it can really set you up to start off a project with a lot of confidence. Not too bad, right? Hey, and again, you can always email if you have any questions whatsoever. And as always, to your landscape success, hey, join me over on the YouTube channel. I really appreciate you watching and listening today. Thanks for staying with me through the whole podcast. If you liked what you heard, hey, maybe share it with a friend or a family member that's maybe considering doing something. Might help them out and well. 
Hey guys, I'll catch you next Friday, every Friday. I know that you can do it. Almost everybody can do it. They just don't know it until they educate themselves and get out there and do it. Will it be hard? Sometimes. Will you get dirty? Probably. Will you be successful? That will be totally up to you. But hey, it's nice to have a mentor going through something like this. And here I am. I can help you out any way I can. I will do just that. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your time and your attention. You guys take care. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Yard Coach Podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website at youryardcoach.com where you will find more DIY landscape education, including the free 15-step DIY landscape checklist, Coach Matt's ebook called Landscaping Simplified, and the flagship digital course, Homescape 1.0. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email Coach Matt directly at youryardcoach at gmail.com. We'll see you right here next week.